What's good, family? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of the best NBA pod in the game, Above the Rim. Keep it locked each week and join myself and a special guest as we tackle the latest rumblings in the league. If it's happening in the NBA, you know I got you covered. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms and leave that five-star review. Let's get it. Helps you grow as a player. Um, helps us get better as a team. You're stupid. <laughs> this ain't Burberry. <laughs> it is. It's new balance. <laughs> but uh. Yourself, and what would you like people to know about you? Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more questions you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> Talk about it. You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Welcome, 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 family, once again to another edition of Above the Rim, episode 84, brought to you by your honorable host, as always. It's your boy, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. And as always, family, you can find Above the Rim anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that be iTunes, whether that be Stitcher, Google, Spotify, I'm everywhere. To get in contact with me or the show, you can always hit me up or follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. On IG, it's JustBlaze513. And on Facebook, just search Above the Rim Podcast and also email the show as well at above the rim nba podcast at gmail.com call up to talk about it line talk about it if you got any feedback you got any questions for the show you can always leave your boy a voicemail at 908-718-1592 and um definitely got some voicemails on here for this show i got two of them i think uh job called in and uh damo usual suspect called in so we're gonna get into those a little bit later and um as you can tell solo solo dolo this episode um took off last week my apologies for no episode last week family i was uh getting everything finalized jumped over to a new network if you've noticed uh lineups.com shout out to them um they have a great bunch of shows and other podcasts and other written content on there as well so shout out to them go to lineups.com and check those boys out and um yeah so we got a lot to discuss today family I'm calling this one the aftermath. There's been a lot going on in the NBA. Um, I was going a week, thinking about everything that's been going on, the trade deadline, All-Star weekend just happened. It's the NBA's annual All-Star break, and it's, um, it's the new season right now. It's spicy season right now, most definitely, for the NBA. And it's a, it's a big time, man. And um, All-Star weekend was this weekend, as you know. Um, and it was a lot of recruiting going on, family. There was a lot of recruiting. I saw a lot of stars teaming up. I saw a lot of uh, Kyrie, a lot of Kevin Durant um, going out, going out, quote unquote, on dates together on the court. <laughs> those two are playing a lot of one on ones together. I saw there was a lot of chit chatter between those two. There was some videos coming out, so it was interesting. You know, LeBron was in op patrol as always shout out to job calling raymond the op um he was looking for a new co-star to join him out there in la we saw the uh conversations with him and ad the photos that came out that was uh pretty interesting to see as well and um 
All Star Weekend was decent as a whole. You know, it didn't uh, it didn't knock me off my seat. You know, it, I didn't jump over the couch for All Star Weekend as I never do because um, I feel like the sting is a little bit off of All Star off of all-star weekend i mean it's still important you still need to have it of course but to me it's more of like a it's more of a show no one really cares about the all-star game as a whole the guys the stars don't even play competitive basketball it's only there for alleys i like competitive competitive ball not just exhibition games so it would be nice to see them play defense for once you know for an entire game but we know that's never going to happen worried about injuries and things of that nature so i get it uh what else happened in all-star weekend meek Meek Mill on the intro, that was solid. Not mad at that. That was decent. Um, J. Cole, shout out to J. Cole. Dreamville, um, halftime show. It was cool. I didn't. Uh, it, it was cool. <laughs> I'm not. Come on, I'm not gonna man. Hate. I'm not gonna hate. It was cool. It was cool. I, I must say though, that classic, um, that starter Hornets jacket he had was tough. It was very tough. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but the skills challenge, Jason Tatum won. I had my boy Trey Young, Ice Trey, um, and then he didn't win. Jason Tatum won that, so shout out to him. Joe Harris came through in the clutch for Brooklyn. Um, he won a three-point contest. The dunk contest, Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> Not going to get disrespectful, but he, um, he won a dunk contest. It was cool. You know, dunk contest this year, I'm... Uh, it wasn't the greatest, obviously. We all know that. I, it was better than last year, which is pretty horrible last year. The last dunk contest that was great was a dunk off between Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Um, that was a great one. But this one, they tried to throw in the theatrics. John Collins, he had his, um, what was it, he, uh, Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen he had. Um, and then, he, and then he, also, he also messed up the damn play. It was a fail because he wanted to kick the plane. And we saw that. So John Connors, that was a fail. Um, my man DSJ, he did a solid job. But my issue with him, man, you got, you have to, you have to get the dunk on the first attempt. You have to, and if you don't get it on the first attempt, you have to, you have to get it on the second attempt, and then you lose points from there. I think I saw someone um, say on Twitter that maybe they should drop down the highest score that you can get if you miss an attempt. So say for instance, if it's on a second attempt, then um, I believe. You can only score a nine if it's if it's on a second attempt. I think that was Josh who said that. So shout out to him uh, from the dime. But I think that's a solid way to enhance the dunk contest because it's getting ridiculous now. I don't want to see DSJ. That's my man's and all that. He had great dunks. He had great hops. Nice dunk with Jay Coley to use it a prop. But he it was about nine attempts, eight attempts each dunk, and it was unacceptable. It was unacceptable. So. Muhammadu, he did well. He got some springs on him from the, the young boy from OKC. The um, his best dunk of the night was uh, the Vince Carter arm through the rim dunk. That was the best dunk of the night for for Diallo for sure. That was I loved how he brought that back. It was a nice tribute to VC, one of the best dunkers of all time. So I got to give him credit for that. And um, it was cool. But next year. I need a little bit more pizzazz. I saw Giannis tweeting about it. I saw Donovan Mitchell tweeting about it that he might get back in it too. You know, next year we got Zion coming to the league. We know he's gonna be in the dunk contest. So we gotta see, man. But they they gotta spice it up a little bit. But overall it was cool. It was cool. Not I'm not I'm not too mad at it. But um family. The most important man of All-Star Weekend. The funniest man in All-Star Weekend was Kawhi Leonard. He is the funniest man in the NBA. I'm telling you, man. 
think about it, Kawan let it. He's funny without even knowing that he's funny. His mannerisms, how he answers questions. One of these dudes asked him to crack a smile. <laughs> he gave him a grin. Um, I put that up there on, on Instagram, and that was hilarious. He got a new sneaker out as well. It's, uh, it's very Kawhi-like, on brand. It's, it's plain, basic, not too much color, not too much pizzazz. But, you know, I wasn't really expecting much from New Balance. kawhi landed. Come on now. I mean, this Kawhi's written on the back. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting anything flea or nothing. It is it is Kawhi, you know. Come on, man. I was not expecting nothing flea, but shout out to him for even having his own signature signature shoe, making the jump over there to New Balance. It it, it was a solid attempt, but um, <sighs> Kawhi, man, he had some interesting comments about Toronto, about his free agency, if he planned on staying there. I don't know. I feel like it's still up in the air. I know early in the season, I was saying that I felt like it was a guarantee that he was going to stay there. I just, with the way they started the season, but I'm starting to waver a little bit. I thought Drake would be a little bit more of an influence, put him in some commercials, you know, do 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 a little bit more promo. But they were letting Kawhi chill, and I'm cool with that. I understand it. He wants to be low maintenance, out of spotlight, and I'm with it. I get it. And um, But he had some interesting comments when somebody asked him about his free agency and about Toronto as well. So um, let's get into that. Thanks, man. Hey, Kawhi. Kawhi, you've, you've been in Toronto uh, for a while now. What do you think about the city and how the fans kind of received you and just your overall thoughts on uh, being with the Raptors so far? It's great energy out there. You know, fans come out. They're very supportive. The city's it's a great city. There's a lot to do. Um, just talking earlier, but it's just been cold. Um, but, you know, the snow does look nice on days, but... I just need a jacket to go outside. I'm not used to it, wearing boots and everything. But as far as the whole city, team, coaching staff, organization, fans, it's been great. Man, shout out to um, Kawhi being honest. Shout out to Kawhi for keeping it a buck right there when asked about his uh, feelings about Toronto. He gave him some love. He said Toronto's a great city. He's not mad at the city at all. Not, not... Nothing wrong with the Toronto the city holders, and they have embraced him well. He's been successful there thus far, and it was just about it's the cold, man. That's all he said, and he was keeping it a thousand. Talking about he's not used to going outside with a jacket um, to go to the store. <laughs> um, I'm feeling him, man. He he's a hundred percent right. That that's the issue that we all worried about with Kawhi. We all knew that he wanted to go to L.A. and We all knew that that was his first choice to go over there to L.A. And um, this summer, I know that weather's going to be a factor in his decision. He basically told you right then and there that the weather's a major factor factor in his decision. And it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch, man. So shout out to Kawhi, man. We're going to see how it goes. Um, two Chains. My man Two Chains had the hardest jacket out all Star Weekend. I don't know if y'all saw the velvet, whatever that was, the suede, the velvet. Whatever that was from Pops, Polyester Palace, something, whatever that was. But two chains. Hardest jacket out. And um, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen. We got to get that man a 10-day contract. Celebrity game, balling out. Showing he still got the goods. You know, um, but also one thing really quick. I wasn't crazy about the, uh, the, the, the excessive coverage on D-Wade's last All-Star game. I feel... 
I'm not gonna lie, I feel like the NBA was doing a little bit too much. No disrespect to D-Wade at all. Hall of Fame career and all that. But I feel like it's just a little forced a little bit. I feel like they was oversaturating the the narrative that is his last All-Star game. Last year for D-Wade. D-Wade, you cool, but I don't know if they love you like that, D-Wade. I mean, come on now. I feel like ever since Kobe got his uh, retirement tour, quote-unquote, it's gonna, they're gonna start oversaturating the market, you know. But uh, and every year we're gonna get a retirement talk for somebody. But you know, D Wade, whatever. Not hating on you. Do your thing. Do your thing. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the trade deadline. Cause I didn't, get, I didn't get to speak to the family about my thoughts about what I thought about the trade deadline, about the deals, and um, Del Dems getting fired as well. The Pelicans GM for not even making a deal to the Lakers. And um, what is time to be alive, man? I mean, <laughs> Del Dems. This guy, you get fired for not making a trade. It's crazy right now. But um, he should have just taken that deal from L.A., in my opinion. I'm not going to lie. But I understand why he didn't. He didn't want to be strong-armed by Magic, Rob Palenka, Rich Paul, Anthony Davis's agent, and, 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 and accept that Lakers deal. I know there was a lot of speculation going on about how um, other executives were calling him and telling him not to cave into the Lakers. Stephen A. was reporting that a lot. There were a lot of guys reporting that. So it turned into more of a, a ego thing rather than a business decision. And I feel like that's when it was a problem because now there was personal relationships getting into the way. And you remember Magic also as well. He came out and said um, that it, he didn't feel like the business was in good faith, wasn't good business with him and Del Dem. So that was interesting as well. And see, now it cost a man a job. I feel like they, they should have taken that deal. The Lakers were offering Zoe, Kuz, Ingram, Hart, Zoo, and two picks. And I think Rondo or something like that. Come on. That's a lot. And you could flip one of those young boys if you didn't want them. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I don't. The problem to me is that I feel like if you wait too long, and obviously you're going to have to wait till the summer now, I feel like you're going to get a little bit less. The deals coming from prospective teams will be significantly less because now he only has one year on his deal, and you're effectively trading a one-year rental. And not a lot of teams are going to go after a one-year rental. The contending teams will, but I feel like the deals are a little bit less, and I feel like Magic offers a little bit less also because of... They can just get him in free agency in one year because we know he wants to go to the Lakers. We already know the fix is in. It's going to happen. Um, so, Dell Demps, man, crazy, crazy. Um, deadline, Philly. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to Elton Brand as well for uh, making a power move. Acquiring Tobias Harris. You got Mike Scott. You got Bobon. You got Jonathan Simmons. You got that scrub James Annis too from Houston. Um, listen, Elton Brand, he's making moves right now. He's trying to turn the Philadelphia 76ers into a contender. And I'm not mad at him at all, man. It might, I mean, it may take some time for Coach Brett Brown to put it all together. I do feel like there's going to be some growing pains with this team right now. And I said it on Twitter before when I was talking to somebody. I feel like less is more right now. Less is more a little bit for Philly. But I think they'll, they'll, they have the guys that they have, the big four that they do have, are very smart very strategic, very talented guys. And my only issue is that who's going to sacrifice? Because somebody's got to sacrifice in this big four. This is not the same big four that's in Golden State. These are these are not those kind of big fours. This is a little bit different. These are guys, two of these guys are in contract years, and two of the guys are still trying to establish themselves. Actually, all four are actually trying to establish themselves. Tobias is trying to establish himself as a 
high-profile scoring league, secure that max deal. Jimmy Butler's trying to uh, prove that he's not a locker room cancer or anything like that. He can play within the team system. He's trying to earn a max deal. Joel Embiid is trying to put his imprint in the league as one of the top 10 players. And Ben Simmons is trying to put his foot on people's necks as a as a generational point guard. So each one of them has something to prove, which can be good. But I can also see how it can be bad as well. Come playoff time. And to me, is playoff time equals legacy time equals legacy time and when it's legacy time now somebody has to sacrifice because when it's legacy time people are going to be playing for themselves a little bit they still want to win of course but you still want to be the man while you're winning you don't think Joel Embiid wants to be the number one option if the Philadelphia 76ers do make it to the finals you don't think Jimmy Butler wants to be up there you don't think Ben Simmons wants to be recognized each one of these 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 guys have something to prove right now so it'll be interesting and if you ask me, the person who I feel like has to sacrifice and who probably will is going to have to be Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler, he can be in certain games. He can take over the offense. I see they got a Burt Brown is going to stagger the minutes between all the four stars, which is smart. But I feel like he has to turn more into a defender and be back to that top elite defender that he was when he was in Chicago before he grew his offensive game and then went over to Minnesota as well. Because I think J.J. needs his shots in the playoffs. Ben Simmons, he's going to have to control the ball because if Ben Simmons is not on the ball, we know he can't shoot. So then you can't really use him as a decoy. So he has to be on the ball making plays. And Jimmy Butler... This is, is, a, is a decent spot-up shooter. He's not a great spot-up shooter, but he's decent. So we're going to see because some about, somebody has to sacrifice. And I think Tobias is a great fit on that team. I think he's a great pickup for that team. I think he fits well, the right energy for that team. And I think he's going to be actually the one who's re-signing there in the summer. And I think Jimmy Butler is going to be the one who has to leave. So we'll see how that one turns out. Milwaukee as well. Um, yo, I got to give them some love. I got to give Milwaukee some love for what they did for the deadline because they may have made the best basketball pickup of the deadline. The best basketball fit-wise to pick up Nikola Mirotic. Everybody knows he fits in like a glove, man. He's a low-volume, efficient, big, offensive big. He can play the little bit of the three. He can play the four. He can play the five as well with Giannis there. And I think he fits in seamlessly in that team. And low-key, Mirotic could get you 30 on any given night. If he's playing ball, he's playing hard, he can't. Milwaukee has the best defense in the league right now. Number four on offense. The only team in top five in both categories this season. So I got to give Milwaukee some love. They made uh, they were already number one in the East. Number one record in the NBA. And now they upgraded even better without messing up the core. They didn't really give up much. So it, that was a phenomenal. They lost down makeup, but it's not a big loss for them. Milwaukee, man. On the rise. I'm about to talk about Giannis a little bit later also as well. The Raptors also made a big deadline deal. They got Marcus Um, They improved the interior defense. They improved their playmaking. And I'm definitely feeling the pickup with Marcus Saul as well. He played, what, three games so far in Toronto, averaging 10, 10 and 6, but only 20 minutes per game. Not a lot. But they didn't really send anything any anything away of real substance, I feel like. Nothing that they're going to miss. Valley Chunish, come on now. Right, CJ Miles from Memphis. Come on now. I mean, I'm not jumping out. I'm not jumping out of my seat for those boys. So Marcus Hall is a definite upgrade for them. But you know what the real problem in Toronto is? Y'all know it's Chubbs. You know it. They earned a top four seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs each of the last five seasons, and they have failed to reach the finals yet. So we know the constant 
quote-unquote second option that they think they have in Toronto in uh, Kyle Lowry. I'm not feeling him come playoff time, man. I mean, I mean, I would love to be wrong about him, but man, Kawhi's going to see it firsthand, and he might be the deciding factor to why uh, Kawhi Lennon wants to leave this summer, if he does want to leave. I feel like Kyle Lowry's not a good enough second option. Marcus Gasol is there. It's great, 100%, but I would like him as a third option, if I'm being honest, on a title contender right now. So we'll see how that works, man. I definitely like um, how the East is shaping up. This is definitely going to be a bloodbath, man, for real. 100% in the playoffs. And um, let's talk about some things that uh, we're looking forward to in the, the second half of the season. There's definitely a few things that I'm keeping my eye on. I know y'all are keeping your eye on a lot of things as well. And I think we got a voicemail from my man Damo um, to start off what to look forward to in the second half of the NBA season. What's good above the rim family? It's your boy Damo checking in. And, you know, I'm just calling in to give you guys a little bit of what I'm looking forward to in the second half of the season. And, um, man, I'm just I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, PG-13, man, playing his best ball, man. He he he's really looking like an MVP candidate out there, man. I hope I hope he can keep it up, man. I like I really like what I'm seeing from OKC, man. And um, I'm also uh, checking out the Lakers, you know, because a lot of people thought they was going to make the playoffs. And if y'all remember correctly, I was one of the guys that didn't think they was going to make the playoffs. And right now, they out of the playoff picture. So let's see if they can, you know, make a playoff push or something. And um, also, I'm also looking forward to the Brooklyn Nets, man, see if they could keep up the good work, man. I'm, re- I'm yes. really... Uh, Slowly but surely, we're starting to become a, a Brooklyn Nets fan. Man. It's only fitting because I'm from Brooklyn. You know Talk what I mean? about it. So, uh, yeah, man. That's it. That's what I'm looking forward to for the second half of the season. And let's see how it goes. I'm hyped. Yeah, man. Damo, appreciate the call, brother. Um, yeah, man. So, he sent some interesting nuggets. PG-13, I'm definitely interested. Shout out to PG, man. Um, I've always been a big Paul George fan. He's been balling this season balling he definitely vaulted himself in the mvp conversation top three mvp candidate this year gotta give him some love and um i'm glad he i'm glad damo brought up the lakers because i wanted to talk about them as well um there's been much debate about whether if they're gonna make the playoffs and whatnot and yes relax Come on, Come on, man. Relax, people. LeBron James is not missing the playoffs. LeBron James will not miss the playoffs. He might get in the low seed, seventh seed, maybe eighth seed or something like that. They just need to play better. And I need to LeBron. I need LeBron James to show some damn effort because he hasn't been showing it thus far. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it a buck once again, as I always do here on Above the Rim. The energy has not been the same for LeBron this year. It's not the same in terms of his engagement as a whole. I'm, I'm just not seeing the same fire from him right now. For this season, I should say. Take, he's taking a lot of plays off. Not the same amount of effort and defense. And I just think his leadership and like his body language has just been poor this season. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it a buck, man. I didn't, and I also didn't like this comment about him having nothing to prove anymore. Everything else is just icing on the cake. Come on, come on. Boy, if you don't get... Stop it, LeBron. Stop it right now. That This is nonsense because, because all this is telling me is that your primary goal right now isn't to win a title. And I got an issue with you if that's not your primary goal. You're the best player in the league, best player in the world. You got the mantle. 
every year, it should be about a title, no matter what. Every single year should be about a title. And, I mean, it's interesting because in his mind, I know he thinks he's the GOAT already. I know LeBron thinks that already in his little uh, presser that he had, his little TV special that he had. And so, basically, according to him, he doesn't really need a title if he thinks he's the GOAT already. What else is there to prove, like you said before? And that irks me, coming from a guy of LeBron's stature coming to the league, because if you're the best player in the world, I shouldn't be questioning your competitive drive. I shouldn't be wondering if you want to win a title or not. I feel like he's giving up this season because he doesn't think that he has enough. But if, you, if you're the best player in the, t- in the world, like you say you are, like everybody thinks you are, then you never think you're out of it. I just feel like his body language looks a little bit defeated this season. Drinking wine on the bench, doing all this. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me a break, man. But um, point blank, the Lakers got to play better. Don't get me started on Luke. Luke overrated Walton. Don't get me started on him. But Lakers are last in free throw percentage, which is critical because they play a lot of close games. The middle of the pack in defense. And when they started the when they started the season, they were I believe the highest they were were fifth in the league and uh in defense. So they gotta play a lot. They gotta play a lot better. They need Zoe back. That's what that tells me. They need Zoe back. Ball control. They need ball control back because be honest. To be honest, um, when Zoe was in there, he plays. He plays exceptional. Stout. One of the best perimeter defenders in the league. He's a big guard. He's six six point guard. He picks up the point guards a lot. A lot. Um, Ninety four feet down the floor. He's a nice. He's a great game manager. He allows LeBron James to play off the ball a little bit, even though Luke has been throwing him in the corner all the time. And I just think he stabilizes the defense. And they miss his defense as a whole. He, they really do. So they definitely need him back for all the people who feel like they don't need Zoe. They definitely do need Zoe. He just needs to get a little bit more aggressive. And we know this. But we'll see what happens when he get back, man. Because they need him. And I definitely think the Lakers are making the playoffs. They're going to get a little seven seed. I said before, I hope they play the Warriors in the first round. I love that. I would love that 7-2 matchup or that 8-1 matchup. I'll take it either way. We'll see, man. Um, so let's get into one more voice as well. The homie Joff called in. Let's get into that. Above the Rim family, just blaze. It's your boy Jav on half of the league office. The homie just going solo, so I had to jump in real quick to give a little take energy. You already know what it is. Um, for the second half, the main component, the main storyline that I'm looking at is in Boston. Can Brad Stevens figure out the rotation finally? Whose feelings are going to be hurt? Because to me, someone is going to have to sit. Someone's going to have to be wearing the warm-ups and doing special handshakes. Someone is going to have to possibly lose money for this thing to all be sorted out. You know, essentially, every successful team, especially this current era of pace and space basketball, You need at least nine guys. You're not going to win with seven or eight. You need at least a nine-man rotation. If you look at that Boston team, you look at the amount of names, the amount of players who require minutes to be useful, someone's minutes are going to be cut or be non-existent entirely. I'm very curious to see who that person is, who's the person that Brad Stevens pulls aside and requests that he bite that bullet for the team Uh in order for the Celtics to be successful. Um, Man, look, like when I tell you, it's going to be emotional season. When that person gets that bad news, <laughs> that can make or break the Celtic season. Just blaze above the rim. I'm out. Good job. Gray area. 
Make sure you go check that out. You know, that's one half of the league office. You know how we do. I uh, appreciate the voice, my brother. Yo, I'm glad you brought up Boston because I want to talk about them too also as well. And, um, yo, you had some phenomenal points there. Who's going to bite the bullet on the Celtics right now? Because we've been saying all year that their issue is too many cooks. Too many cooks. Everybody wants to eat, but everybody can't eat in that offense. So that's the problem right now. Somebody's got, got to sacrifice and can the Boston Celtics, can they get it together and play up to their potential? All of you guys had them vaulted as the number one team in the East. Um, they're definitely gonna, not going to get number one, but they're currently right now, they're, they're tied with Philly. Same record um, for fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth. And we don't want them to play in the first round. Well, they neither, first of all, neither one of those teams want to play each other in the first round. I think that's the worst case scenario for both, for Philly and for Boston to play each other in the first round. Because that's going to be a tough matchup. Somehow, someway, they got to knock Indiana out of that third slot. Because that's the issue right now. And as far as Boston goes, they got to put those Eagles to the side. They got to play hard. You know what I think? I think the other key role players on the team, Scary Terry, Jason Tatum, um, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, to a degree, but not too much so not too much so him. I think they're up, upset or maybe they may be feeling a little bit of a way because they feel like the organization might be catering too much to Kyrie's free agency. You know, this year has been a lot of talk, a lot of speculation. Every time they go to a potential city that he can go to next year, they're asking him about free agency questions, asking them about his free agency questions. And as much as these NBA players love to act like they're unfazed. They are phased by these questions. They know it gets to them a little bit mentally, or they just tired of the same old questions all the time, and I feel them. I'm not mad at that. But I'm thinking about it, and if if they win, right, the Celtics, if they win the championship or they go to the finals or whatever, all the credit is going to go to Kyrie because he's, he's going to be, quote-unquote, the person who brought you over the top. And if they don't, the narrative is probably going to be that the role players didn't step up. I don't feel like they're going to blame Kyrie at all for the success. They're going to give him all the credit for the success, but not blame him if they do fail to succeed because they, he's going to put up his 25 points. You know that as a fact, 25 to 30. And not saying that they're empty buckets. They're going to be great buckets, but everyone else is not maybe it's not going to get the chance that they need in order to shine in the playoffs. So that's going to be what we hopefully that we hope that it won't be an issue. And and that's going to be interesting to watch because I feel like these guys, the core guys, Jason Tatum, Brown, Rozier, all of those boys, they feel like they would be getting there anyway just based on the fact that LeBron isn't there in the East anymore. I feel like they feel like that in their heart of hearts, even if, they, even if Kyrie didn't come back or they did trade him or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? They were confident coming into this season, and now they're not as confident in, their sell, in themselves or in their abilities right now. And one of the problems was that Kyrie, he's been walking around like an OG this year, and that's making everything worse. Let's let's be clear. Kyrie's not an OG. Great player. He's a champion. Won his championship with LeBron, mind you, but he's not an OG. We know what an OG is, and he is not that. He's got to stop talking stop talking and saying that he's a leader and just be a leader by example, to be honest, because it's not that easy. Just do that. Stop talking to the media. Stop saying you call on LeBron with that weak move. To apologize. Nobody want to hear all of that. Come on, man. Boy, if you don't get... I don't want to hear that. I really don't at all. And these players, these young boys, they don't really look up to him like that. The way he thinks people look up to him. Because he's... Harry's, what, 27? Maybe right now, 26, 28, something like that. So they're not really looking at him as an OG. 
LeBron is an OG. That's why he can carry, get that respect from the young boys, and they got to be quiet. But Kyrie, not an OG. Let's be real. And Brad Stevens also as well. He's evading a lot of criticism right now for how mediocre the Boston Celtics are looking. And to me, I feel like he's one of those coaches that only know how to coach doing more with less. You get what I'm saying? He gets the most out of his talent. And in this team currently, they're one of the most talented teams in the league. So in order when you have a when you have a one of the top talented top talented teams in the league, you have to coach a little bit differently. You have to ask guys to sacrifice rather than do more or do more than what's expected of you. Get the best out of you. Sometimes they have to coddle the game a little bit in order for the betterment or the success of the team. So it's a different way of coaching when you have too much talent. And I think he's struggling with that this year. So that's going to be interesting to watch as well. And I um, talked about him before, but my man Giannis, I'm also looking forward to him finally taking that next leap, which I feel like he is right now. It's his time. It's uh, no more first round exits. I don't want to hear none of that from Giannis right now <laughs> anymore. Bucks got the best record in the NBA, like I said. He's putting up numbers 27, 12, and 6. Some of these numbers never before seen in NBA history. Milwaukee has the best defense in the league. Number four offense in the league. Only only team in the top five in both categories. Terrific coach in Budenholzer. He's putting Giannis and his teammates in the proper positions to succeed. So he's been doing, he's in the proper positions right now. We talked about Miritich as well being a great pickup for him. And I don't want to hear no excuses. No excuses from Giannis this year. I'm, I'm, I'm more critical, I'm more hard on Giannis than a lot of the other players because he's one of my favorite players in the league. And I think he has all the, he is a generational talent and he has all the tools needed. And he's got to get it done. Got to get out the first round. Got to get out the second round. To me, it's, he's got to get to the conference finals or it's not a successful season for the Greek freak. Not successful if they don't get to the conference round. It has to be. And I need what I need to see out of him is I need to see him make his teammates better in the postseason, better in the playoffs. Remember last year with Bledsoe? He was getting worked by Terry Rozier. Worked. Every night he was getting worked by him. Every night. You I can't. That can't happen again. That can't happen again. So Giannis, when stuff like that is happening, you need to take over the game. And you just score 10 points in a row. Something. Make a couple of defensive stops. Something to galvanize your team. To stop the bleeding when he's out there getting worked. I don't want to see that happen anymore. Or switch up. Maybe guard Terry Rosier. Do something. Can't let your man get worked like that on a consistent basis. So we're going to see. That's going to be interesting to watch. Also, what I'm looking at... Y'all know I'm paying attention to Houston. Y'all know it. It's still see you in June. See you in June energy for me. Above the rain, my energy don't change. I keep the same energy. It's see you in June for my Rockets. And um, I need them to turn up the gas. I need them to close out this season with the gas up. I need the momentum high. I need them to be playing well. We got the Warriors coming up Saturday night. Both teams might be fully healthy for the first time playing each other. We'll see. Hopefully, James Harden, you know, he's been balling this year. He's been killing it. Amazing this season. 30 points to 31 consecutive games. No one has done that since Will Chamberlain carried us from the bottom of the standings to the mid Midwest right now. But we need to be higher in the fifth seed. We're currently fifth. Could be playing Portland in the first round. We got to get out of that. I would love to get the three seed, maybe the two seed. We'll see. I feel like we can go on a 10-game run, 12-game run, and it'll be nice. You know, or maybe 10 out of 12, maybe 12 out of 15, something like that. And it could get you up to the third seed pretty easily, the second seed. We'll see. And Harden, look, he's having a 36 tonight. 
on pace for the seventh best single season scoring average in NBA history. Gotta give him some love, man. He's, he's number one in the league in threes, five threes a game. Number two in steals. For all the people who don't say he's playing no defense right now, he's hustling. He's trying. <laughs> um, he's fifth in the league in assists. And you gotta, we playing well, man. I mean, right not right now because the last week right before the trading deadline we lost a few games that we shouldn't have lost we lost a bunch of bunch of bonehead games especially against the t-wolf that was crazy but i feel like right now got clint coming back got free now he's gonna now he's going to become a backup we got shump he's a solid addition i think he needs to start there start at the three so we can get some more competitive defense we need someone else to fulfill that Ariza role. And Eric Gordon is not it, okay? Eric Gordon, he has been the same Eric Gordon all season. Hopefully in the postseason, he can catch fire a little bit again. And because uh, he was playing great to end the season last year. All we need out of EG, we need about 15 to 20 a night, 17. And of course, the point guard. You got to be the point guard. We had enough time. It's time to unleash. Chris Paul, I need you here. I need you taking the pressure off Harden. I need James Harden to come off the ball a little bit more. I need him to not regress in that way, meaning that regress and using his energy, his usage rate. I need him to calm down a little bit. I need him to play off the ball a little bit and become that assassin scorer that we know you are, that you've been the entire year. But do it, do it with a little bit more energy because you know why? On the defensive end, now you're gonna ha now you're gonna have a little bit more energy to get through those screens. When you, when you guys don't switch, you won't have to fight over those screens. When you have to, and when you do have to switch, and you have to guard the bigs and the pick and roll, you need your energy for that, James. So our defense has been lacking, our rebounding has been lacking. So we need Clint Capella back to shore, to shore that up. Kenneth Reed, he's been the manimal's been there all year. I love how he's been playing. Austin Rivers has been a solid pickup for us, and. I think we need Daniel House back as well. So we got to convert him also from a G, his G League, his two-way G League deal. He's been, there's been a problem there as well. But um, we're deep, man. Gerald Green's going to step up. The Rockets are about 10 deep right now. But I still need a little bit more. We got 25 games left. I need a little bit more cohesion. And I need no more injuries. We need a fully healthy team going into playoffs. And I think it's going to be a bloodbath all wet in the West, the entire playoffs. I'm not scared of nobody in the West. Warriors, yes, I know. The most talented teams ever. I know. I get it. I get it. But if Boogie Cousins is shooting, the more Boogie Cousins is shooting, the less Steph Curry is shooting, the less Klay Thompson is shooting, the less Kevin Durant is shooting. And I'll take it. You get what I'm saying? So we'll see. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Hopefully we get that in the West Conference Finals. We'll see, man. But um, the Nets. I gotta give them some love. Domo alluded to it earlier. The Nets right now are about to make the playoffs. BK, where you at? The Nets, sixth place in the East right now. They already got more wins than they did in each of their last three seasons. You gotta give them some love. They are balling deep. D-Lo, D'Angelo Russell, I always call him Mr. Robotic because of the way he's playing. Um, but he made an all-star team, man. I gotta give him some love there, man. The, the Nets have been playing well. I love what Kenny Atkinson is doing. He's doing a great job. Um, Sean Marks in the front office has been, has been doing a great job. And listen, I'm ready for them to make the playoffs because you know your boy will be there. You know you know above the rim is going to be there at the playoffs. Um, so, Brooklyn, shout out to you. That'll be great. Hopefully they can keep up the pace. And um, I need to see Blake Griffin also as well. I'm going to have another episode coming up with Blake Griffin soon. He got to show me something as well. Blake, I need you in the playoffs because you're a great player. 
Always got a little bit of love for you. CP3, Clippers time. I got some love for you. So I need to see you in the playoffs. And I need to see you balling out. Hopefully you stay in that 7th seed where you are now with the Pistons. And we're going to see, man, because I'm going to be very disappointed in you, Blake, if you don't make the playoffs. It's unacceptable, bro. Unacceptable. We'll see how that goes, man. So I'm definitely going to be looking out for a lot of new storylines going on in second half of the season. It's the aftermath right now. Um, and it's going to be interesting, man. I'm telling you, bro, it's going to be sticky coming up for the second half of the season. I'm going to have a lot more guests. Um, I got an episode ahead, 100 coming up soon. We're going to do a nice live show for that. Definitely going to be doing some YouTube content that I talked about before. Some brand new guests. Um, and it's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy for the new season of Above the Rim. Um, make sure y'all go subscribe on all platforms as always write me a view, re- review as well you know how we always do um look out for it on the lineups.com website as well make sure you go check that out keep supporting the show as always love y'all family and i'm oh also as well i'm organizing a basketball game out here in new york city um so for my listeners any hoopers out there want to get in on this uh above the rip game gonna be streaming it gonna be live it's gonna be litty out there i'm gonna get the gym ready and everything like that um because this is one of the few podcasts that the people who come on this show the people who are guests on this show and talking to me on the show they actually could ball so that's what we're gonna show you out here above the rim not your average podcast not your average basketball show so um if there's any people out here listening from the nyc area you want to get on this game let me know man this is it's gonna be real deal i'm setting that up that's probably gonna be around the 100th episode so somewhere around playoff time early playoffs so that's gonna be dope look out for that as well hit me up if you want to get involved in that um if you a scrub stay home you know if you a scrub stay home most definitely i need more people watching so <laughs> stay home um listen man Appreciate y'all supporting the show every week, man. Every Wednesday we here. Keep supporting. Keep uh, subscribing, man. It's your boys above the rim. Episode 84, The Aftermath. I'll let your boy. We out.